Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm really glad you joined me today. I know it's about time for those of you who regularly listen. It's not been so regular lately. I think I need a little podcast fiber. <laughs> okay. That was a little strange, but anyway, that's me. Um, strange, but good. Let's put it that way. So today's podcast episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast is titled, It's All in How You Say It. Um, I'm really glad you joined me. Again, this is Karen, and you can find me on womaninspired.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at one woman inspired. That's the number one followed by woman inspired. So I'm not sure how you found me or if you re- follow me regularly, but I'm really glad you're here. So if you'll like, follow, um, share this with somebody you think might like it, somebody you think might love it, and somebody you think will hate it, I challenge you to do all three. <laughs> Hopefully they'll turn around and love it just the same. All right, so today's podcast, It's All in How You Say It, um, brings up a lot of different quotes for me, and so I will start out my pod quotes with these two. Anonymous, uh, you know, it's really hard with this uh, Google world to even find quotes that you can attribute to one specific person. It's pretty strange. You can think you know who penned a quote or who wrote a quote or who was quoted properly, but there are about 10 different people who are, uh, can be attributed with one particular quote. And then sometimes you can't find anybody who's been attributed with it. So I do my best, but these here quotes today, y'all are anonymous. All right, here we go. Quote one, my words came out fine. They were processed incorrectly by your brain. I love that. I tell my husband something similar to that all the time. My words came out fine. They were processed incorrectly by your brain. Um, Sometimes he tells me I talk too fast. I tell him he listens too slow. All right. uh, Pod quote number two. Be sure to taste your words before you spit them out. I kind of like that one too. All right. So I sat down with virtual pen and paper, a.k.a. my fingers in a word doc, to write down some specific topics that I wanted to talk about on this next podcast. And they range from everything from favorite holiday recipes to my anger over mental health and elderly patients being forced to spend, looks like, yet another holiday without family and friends because of some really harsh and restrictive COVID regulations. However, I don't share recipes except with really close family and friends because let's face of it, let's face of it. (laughs) Oh, okay. We'll try that again. Let's face it. I don't share these recipes with very many people because those who know me know that one of the few things, and I mean few, that I actually do well is cook and I like to develop recipes. So I'm a little territorial about them. So no, I'm not here to share recipes. You can't have them. Also, um, I won't be sharing um, anything political or vax, anti-vax, pro-vax, nothing. I don't put myself in the stratosphere of political talk on podcasts or interviews or on any of my social media. No vax talk, no red or blue, no left or right, no up or down, no donkeys and elephants round and round. I don't do any of that stuff. I have my personal point of views. Um, and if you know me, I'm happy to discuss them with you and talk to you about them. But I pray what about, uh, I can't talk today. <laughs> this is the crazy podcast. Well, this kind of, t- the way I'm talking will tell you how my thoughts have been all over the place from recipes to uh, political stuff to 
vaccines to no vaccines to, you know, like I said, up, down, right, left, all around. And it's apparently coming out in the way I'm saying things too. So anyhow, I'm not going to get into controversies, political discussions, worldly things, uh, most especially any of the current day political stuff. So scratch those topics that have been running around in my head. I couldn't, I couldn't put pen to paper about any of that. Uh, I can't even jot down notes and outline about anything having to do with that stuff. So then I thought, okay, God, what are you putting on my heart? Um, what is uppermost on my mind that I really, I'm really thinking about what's rambling around up here in this empty space. Um, and I thought, I know what I want to discuss that's really been on my heart. Vacuum cleaners. <laughs> yeah, vacuum cleaners. I need a new one. Uh, mine sucks. Okay, rather it doesn't suck, but <laughs> that's to be very specific. So I had to borrow a vacuum cleaner. And it frankly nearly caused me trauma. It's because think about it. Borrowing a vacuum cleaner, to me, it's almost akin to borrowing someone else's underwear. I mean, really, when you think about it, it can't. It's like, you know, it gets into the nitty gritty places that nothing else does, just like your underwear does. And it goes into the dirty places that no other appliance or piece of clothing is willing to go. And I just don't think it's a good thing. I mean, what residual dirt from that other person's abode is going to come out of that vacuum cleaner? You know, what are you bringing into your house? So yes, you can clean your vacuum cleaner like me. I do that. But how many other people regularly clean their vacuum cleaner? Now, underwear, hopefully you do clean it on a regular basis, but I'm still not going to ask to borrow it. I just think it's very personal and that's your business. It's not mine and I'm not your mom, so I'm not going to check. But suffice to say, I won't be talking about vacuum cleaners or underwear because you can rest assured that I am not going to ask to borrow either of yours. So scratch that topic. So as I was going through my numerous notes that I have in files for future podcasts, um, I decided to just take a break a minute and jump out on social media. Huge mistake. <laughs> my podcast notes were much safer and a better place for me to be for some light, meaningful, funny reading. Because I tend to jot down those notes in, in tidbits of inspiration and scripture verses when I get them. And I do it on a regular basis. And then I just put them in a file on my computer. And sometimes I have to go back through and read them. Some of them I... They're so funny because I have no idea what I meant by, by some of them when I wrote them down. It was just some sort of wonderful epiphany at the time. So most of the time I, I know just what I meant, but yeah, not always. I have no idea what in the world I was thinking or how I thought that maybe this thing or that thing I wrote way back when, um, or maybe even just like last week was very profound. Like, I don't know where this came from, but I wrote down in a note, the giraffe's neck is longer than its body. Okay, Karen, <laughs> thank you for that observation, but this is not Animal Planet. I don't know what I was thinking. I have no idea where that came from. Um, someday, there may be some sort of spiritual correlation to that come into my head. I'm not sure. But anyhow, sometimes I do go out on social media for inspiration, although I do that rarely because, frankly, it's a huge distraction and it just sucks me in. And it's, well... It's social media and I'm not that fond of social media. I'm having to dip my toe into it to promote some things and to garner some support for ministry. But boy, I really don't like it. Um, I don't have a big following. I probably should. Uh, if I worked at it, I might. Um, I am working harder to be more active and, and post more intentional and inspirational posts because 
truthfully, I do have a lot to share and I think some of it has value, but I just have to swallow my disgust with social media every time I go out on a platform like today, for instance. Oh my word. Talk about dirty things going into places they shouldn't. That's the world of social media a lot of days. People go where they shouldn't go verbally and uh, intellectually and ignorantly. And they should also go places they shouldn't physically. They show what, what God meant only for private matters. And they flaunt what some of them actually don't even have via filtering themselves into looking like a cartoon character or some sort of sexual this or that. And so I don't like it. Um, one thing I do appreciate about social media though, is the past few years, especially are the snippets of videos that people post, you know, since they're, you can do more videos and things. Some of the, okay, let's be frank. Some of the stuff is stinking funny, but, um, I really appreciate when someone is able to share their thoughts and their uh, opinions in a respectful way and in a way that just really makes me think or feel and I enjoy the moving videos. So it's great. Sometimes I do get inspiration. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, when we used to type things out, you know, an email or text message, and we weren't able to uh, share our voice via a recording or via a video recording so that you could actually audibly hear someone, we left a lot of room for misinterpretation. Um, that that's supposed to see, be, be misinterpretation. <laughs> I still can't say it right. Okay, again, if you're listening to this for the first time, not every podcast is filled with me jumbling over my words and um, acting a little kooky. Just the special ones like today. So anyway, when you email something, um, you know, sometimes, at least for me, I use capital letters and I know it looks like you're screaming. So I've kind of, kind of had to back off of that, but it used to be, a, that's just emphasis for me, right? Is capital letters or exclamation points. And some people get offended by that. Uh, they take it out of context. One time years ago, I mean, this is years ago before internet was major. I wrote an email to all my siblings because I was excited about something. I thought I had a great idea on a gift for our parents for Christmas. And I wanted to see everybody's opinion and see if we could all chip in together. And I got back some nasty emails from two of my siblings because they thought I was being pushy or yelling at them. Um, it, and that I was just being over the top. Well, they were being over the top because I didn't know what they were talking about. I had to go back and read and reread what I wrote. I still didn't get it because what I wrote was taken totally out of context, of course. Since I wrote it, though, I, it was hard for me to read it objectively because I knew exactly what I meant. Have you ever had that happen? Like whether in your writing or in a, a text message or a post uh, to even to one person or multiple people, like they just misunderstand what you meant. But sometimes someone gets an idea in their head about what they immediately think you meant and it's hard to change their mind, even if they're blatantly wrong. It's just, that's what they get in their mind and they're not going to let you pull one over on them and they think you did something wrong, even when you didn't. That's one reason why the video clips and the pictures and the voiceovers help um, people to really understand what your, your meaning and what your point is, uh, especially on social media. So usually you get the meaning in these videos. You get the tone right away, whether it's sarcastic or heartfelt or funny or moving. I mean, you get to hear the inflection in someone's voice. You get to hear their tone and it helps to understand the meaning. And so that's something I really do like about social media. I saw someone write on Facebook one time, 
don't type at me in that tone of voice. <laughs> and I get that. The punctuation, your mood, how tired you are. If your Wi-Fi is slow, if you've had a bad day, it can all affect the way you read and receive something that's typed, right? So on top of that, okay, let's face it. In writing, one typo can change the whole meaning <laughs> of a post or a text message or an email, right? Especially on a meme. And it's even scarier when someone uses voice to text and it autocorrects. Most of the time you can tell when that happens because it really makes no sense whatsoever. Like my, my husband, I keep telling him, please don't do, do voice. They don't understand him. There is no redneck app that will understand his hillbilly talk. Sorry, my husband, definitely Southern. Um, but anyway, they don't understand him and he tries, bless his heart, but I, he doesn't like to type. So he uses the voice to text and, but that usually I can tell, okay, well that is a, a typo. And I've also been there and lived through those bad voice to text fiascos, but in typing or texting, if you think about just how things can be changed by one letter, if you leave a letter out, think about the word appeal, change a letter and you go from appeal to appall. Um, yeah, big difference between something being appealing versus appalling. Okay. And what about if you're texting someone and you typed, I don't know, something like, no, I think she's dead when you really meant to type, no, I think she's deaf. Okay. <laughs> Huge difference, right? You could give someone a heart attack that way. But this, this also extends to voice just a little bit, maybe even in a greater way. Um, or let's say a deeper way. It's easier to justify that you made a typo or a miscommunication um, from voice to text when someone can see right in front of their eyes that, yeah, yeah, you might have just typed something wrong or autocorrect stole a letter from your word. But when you use a tone that you didn't intend to or, or the person you're communicating with doesn't hear well or there's background noise that distorts the tone of your voice, then wow, there is a full-on need for better, concerted, intentional communication in guarding your tone, right? So there's always room for miscommunication, whether it's in typing or whether it's in voice communication. But the tone of voice really does make a huge difference. I read something the other day that said, 10% of conflicts are due to actual disagreements and the other 90% are due to someone using the wrong tone of voice. I'm not sure that was a scientific study <laughs> done on this, but who knows, but people have studied far more complex and crazy subjects than this. So I wouldn't doubt it, but the concept still holds true, at least from my personal experience, tone of voice and your inflection and even the look on your face can make all the difference in the world on how someone receives you. So I recall in college during an acting class that we had an assignment where everyone in the entire class had to act out two scenes. We each were assigned a partner. So we had to do two different scenes with that same partner, but the lines for both scenes were exactly the same. So the scenes had two extreme opposite meanings and background information on the characters but all the dialogue was the same. Okay. So for example, my opening line in the first one was, where have you been? And my partner responded, I've been really busy. It doesn't really matter right now though, does it? So in the first scene, I was a worried mom whose son had been out partying all night long and he hadn't called and I was waiting for him to get home. My son was played by the partner in my scene. Okay. So my opening line was something like, where have you been? And he responded, I've been busy. It doesn't matter right now though, does it? 
and he stormed off. Okay, so that was the scene. In the second scene, the second dialogue, different scenario, I was a wife waiting at home for her husband, and he said he was coming home early and he had a surprise for me. So my partner was the husband. So my first line was, where have you been? And the husband's response was, hmm, I've been really busy. It doesn't matter right now, though, does it? So, and he came up and he put his arms around me and we started to dance. And that was completely spontaneous. So when we did these scenes, no one else in the class knew the background stories. In fact, just by the way we spoke the words and reacted to each other in our body language, the rest of the class had to guess what our background info and scenario was. So it was really interesting. And everyone in the class had the exact same dialogue, but everyone had two different scenes with two different backgrounds. And we had to guess what those were. The dialogue in the two different scenes was exactly the same, but the tone of voice, the look on our faces, the way we reacted to each other and our demeanor was completely different in both scenes. And it changed the entire meaning of the words, even though the words were exactly the same. It's pretty much all in how you say it, isn't it? That lesson is one that I learned in acting class, um, but it has stuck with me my entire life. The tone of an email, the tone of a letter, a text, and especially the tone of voice someone has, whether or not it's in person or recorded on a TikTok or a reel or something on social media, it, it can all make a huge difference in how your words are received, if they're understood, and if they're digested by someone properly or not. It also makes a difference in whether or not the message sticks. Now, I've sat through... Probably, I would guess, like some of you, thousands of sermons in my life so far. And as I'm sure some of you um, know, it's not always easy to do. <laughs> and there are some that I actually recall the message to almost word for word to this day. I still remember the example that was given, the scripture that went with it, or the scriptures that were taught throughout the message. And yet there are so many more that I can't even recall the message to. I mean, I know there, and that's not just, you know, oh, it's my human brain and I'm getting older, so I don't remember everything. I know there have been many that meant something to me at the time and they had a great impact on my life, and, and, but it was just for the, that moment. Um, and they did just what they were supposed to do in that season for me. And then I let them go. But then there are those that found a nope landing place in my brain and in my heart whatsoever because they were just done without any meaning, any emotional attachment or emphasis whatsoever. And I think, hmm, what if someone else had preached those very same words and that very same message, but they meant them and they dug into them and they felt them and their voice um, showed in, in how they said it and their tone dripped with the passion of the words. How different would that sermon have been? How many more sermons would I have remembered if more of them were preached that way? You know, I really try to apply this to myself as well, not just for podcasts, but for meetings and serious conversations and speaking engagements, even in humor. If I'm not all there, if I'm not vested and invested in what I'm saying and what I'm sounding like and what my words mean, maybe my, my body movements and whether my reactions are natural or not, then am I even making an impact? Even if my words and actions are goofy as I'll get out and, and am I getting my point across is the intent of my content coming across. So when you read the Bible, 
Jesus was very deliberate in what he said. He didn't mince words. <laughs> yes, he spoke in parables and word pictures at times, but he knew how susceptible our brains are as human beings to getting distracted, I think. And so those parables make a difference. But there are times I wish I could hear what the words Jesus said sounded like. You know, when he's quoted in the, in the Bible, those red letters in the Bible, what did his voice sound like? Not what an actor sounds like today when they're reading his voice, but what was Jesus's tone? In Luke 19, there's a portion that talks about Jesus coming down from the Mount of Olives. And it says, then as he was, whoop, let me start over. It says, then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, saying, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But Jesus answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the rocks would immediately cry out. Now, I would love to know <laughs> how Jesus said that. What was his tone? Did he say it sternly like, hey, back off, because if they're silent, the rocks are going to shout and you don't want to see that. Or, or did he say it in a knowing way, knowing that he commanded creation and all of creation will cry out to him like, ha, huh, I tell you that if they should keep silent, those rocks are going to cry out. I mean, or or did he laugh at it? Like, you, you crazy Pharisees, please. If if they're not going to praise me, the earth is going to praise me. I mean, I would love to know what his tone of voice was. You know, that gives me this picture of, is there going to be an avalanche or an earthquake with the rocks just moving and moaning and shaking the earth in praise and worship to the, to the Lord? I mean, is that what he meant? Did his tone of voice get that picture across to the Pharisees? But here's the great thing about God's word, and especially those red letter scriptures, the holy, the eternal intent can't help but get conveyed one way or another eventually, whether I heard or could hear Jesus's voice in that or not, because the way it was, the way it was said in the Bible and the way God speaks it to our hearts and minds, you know, the way he whispers to our spirits sometimes, that's the way he intends it in the, in the moment. It's an eternal message. And everybody hears things differently. Everybody communicates differently. So for humans, it's definitely all in the way that we say it. Because the way we repeat it, let's say we're reading the word of God. I, I just read it three different ways. I just read what Jesus said three different ways. It could come across as three different things. But here's the thing. When we pray and we make sure that we're in alignment with God, we're going to get the messages that he wants us to get. And that's something I really learned. I could say, I love you with such hate and disdain in my voice that it sounds worse than a cuss word. Or I could say it in a way that is playful and silly, right? I could say, I love you. And it could sound like I'm angry and cussing at you and that I don't really mean it. Or I could say, it, you know, I love you and kind of a silly thing. Or I could say, I love you. Like, I really mean it because it's all in the way that you say it. So your tone, your intention, your mindset, and, and even your heart and, and sometimes even your mood can make all the difference in the world, how someone takes your words. But you know what? How we receive God's word is how we receive God's word. 
And what I mean by that is he will have his way with his word in our hearts one way or another. You know, sometimes we have to be careful. We have to be careful in how we convey our words um, so that our true intentions are known. But God didn't have to be careful. He was deliberate and he didn't mince words. And we definitely have to be careful in how we use scripture and the words in the Bible. We have to make sure that we're conveying what they truly mean. That the truth in the word is conveyed the way God intended. But here's the thing. Even in our human fallacy and in our human faults and the mistakes that we made if we misquote or we we say it in the wrong tone or our passion isn't there when we say it it's not going to come back void because God's word is truth God's word is eternal no matter who says it no matter how it's said no matter when it's said no matter with what tone of voice so yeah for us human beings it isn't all, all in how you say it but for God it's all in how it was intended so it's a big responsibility for us to to quote God's word and to share it with other people. But at the same time, we can have faith and trust that the Holy Spirit will not deliver it um, with ill intention. He will open up people's hearts so they, they can receive it in the right way. There is power in your words, but there's even more power in the word of God. So whether you want there to be or not, you do have some power in what you say and do and how you influence people. You never know who's listening. And some people bank on making sure that others are listening, especially when they plan to deceive or connive or become passive aggressive. They want to use their words as if they're a dagger to someone else's heart. Sometimes it happens accidentally, but sometimes it happens on purpose. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 15, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And it also says, gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. But I know who can repair your spirit if you've been crushed. If someone has said something to you in a way that's deliberate and hurtful and mean or victimizing, because it is all in the way they say it, because they've done it on purpose, then I know who can heal you. I know who can help you. And that's Jesus. And it says so in his word. And then in turn, If someone's done that to us, we have just as much or even more responsibility to turn around and make sure that our words are the kind of words that God wants us to have. So I pray that where you need to say whatever you need to say with boldness, that you do it. That where you need to say it with kindness, you do it. Where you need to say it dripping with honey, that you can muster up that Winnie the Pooh Bear strength and go for the honey. Because it is all in how you say it. And when you need to say whatever it is you need to say, I pray that you pray and ask God to show you how to say it. Okay, that's what's on my mind. A whole lot of jumbling. (laughs) Hopefully it had an impact. Hopefully you'll remember it. Um, I am so appreciative that you tuned in with me. I am thankful for you. And um, I don't know if you'll uh, get to hear another podcast from me before the uh, holiday season. I sure hope you do. But if not, I hope you have a blessed holiday. Well, I hope you have a blessed holiday either way. And thank you again for tuning again. This is the Woman Inspired Podcast. Uh, Have a blessed day.